I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey. And you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast. Right, you love birds. It's almost Valentine's Day. Welcome back to the show. And right now we're talking about video games. He caught us at a good time. You guys stumbled across us <laughs> at a weird time. Oh hi! But yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, I mean, it. I've seen the videos of the gameplay, and it looks really cool. I know they've been developing this game for a long time, and so I know it's going to be good. I just know that I would spend way too much time on it, and I would get distracted. Yeah, so I don't know. My only drawback is that it's not multiplayer. That's a that's a big one too. And they're saying it probably never will be. Hmm. So I'm like, what the heck? That's a game that they could do multiplayer really easily, and it could be cool. Right. I want to fly around Hogwarts on my broom with my friends. Exactly. Not alone. It <laughs> yeah, create the what is it the the Marauders map? What was that group called? They were called the Marauders. It was the Padfoot, Prongs, Wormtail. Oh. You want to have, you want to create yeah. that? You want to be able yeah. to do that? I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Exactly. You want to be able to do yeah. that in your own way. Right. I mean, it does look cool. And I keep seeing the memes of people like killing first years and stuff like that. <laughs> like with, because they learn the, the killing spell yeah. and like they just kill random students. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I knew that was going to happen as soon as I learned you could learn the killing spell and just like kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Today, we're going to be talking about what are called emotional bids, and we've semi-talked about these. We've mainly talked about what's called the emotional bank account more, I feel like. Yeah. And we've mentioned that several times, and we'll talk about that today as well, but I don't think we've ever talked about bids. No, not specifically. Like, not what they mean and, like, how important they are. I don't think we have. Yeah. And so, Valentine's Day coming up, we thought it was going to be a good idea. Actually, Austin thought it was a good idea. This is his idea. Yeah. Go, Austin. That's, I'm just the best. <laughs> We thought it was a good idea to talk about emotional bids for Valentine's Day because emotional bids are one of the, if not the best key indicator of a happy relationship with really anyone, especially your spouse in Mm -hmm. particular or girlfriend or boyfriend. And so we'll be talking about under that premise. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's, it's hard to... Think about this in a way if you're not in a serious relationship, if you're not married, if you're not dating, if, you're, if you don't even want to date. Some people just fall into that category where they're just fine by themselves when it comes to romantic relationships. But like Unique just said, this can easily, very easily be applied to other important relationships like with, with friends, family, brothers, parents, and just close friendships. I'm sure you have someone in your life that you're close with and emotional bids still apply to this and it's most applicable with marriages and it was built kind of around this idea of marriages and really just romantic couples in general but maybe we can display it in a way today that would make sense to someone who who isn't in a romantic relationship because that's that's not everyone so yeah don't feel left out (laughs) valentine's days it's a exclusive anyway so we're going to try to make this inclusive so don't just stop listening just because we're talking about love and valentine's day and marriage and all that stuff yeah there you go we're going to more depth than that you remember, was it our Valentine's Day episode last year where we start off saying marriage? That's what brings us together. Or was that I, a different one? I don't know if it was Valentine's Day. It could have. It could have been. I don't know. If, I don't remember us doing anything specific for Valentine's Day last year. Me it's crazy to remember that, or to think that we were doing this this time last year. I know. Year. Weird. Yeah. Was I was I on the podcast full time at that point? Because uh-huh. we started last no 
not last November, but last, last November. Yeah, goodness. Wow. Yeah. So we're coming up on two years this year. Time flies. Past two years of the podcast, though. January was two years of the podcast. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's been going kind on. Kind of fun. Wowee. Okay. <laughs> Wowee. Wowee. All right. So this is founded by Dr. John Gottman. If you don't know who he is, he is one of the masters of um, marriage relationships. Yeah. Of marriage. And so no better way, no better source to go to than the Gottman Institute. We'll link this article down below in the show notes. So you can go ahead and read it if you'd like. But this is where we're going to talk about bids. So right starting off in this article, it says, happy couples turn towards their partners. And you'll learn what turn towards means here in just a minute. Happy couples turn towards their partner approximately 20 times more than couples in distress during everyday non-conflict discussions. Newlyweds who are still married six years after their wedding had turned towards each other 86% of the time while in the lab. <laughs> Those who were divorced six years later, however, had only turned towards each other 33% of the time. So, what is turning towards someone? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it could be a lot of different things, um, but essentially it's... Um, let's, even, let's read what it says. So, turning towards essentially is going to your partner or your loved one or your friend, spouse, whatever it is, for, I don't want to say attention, but I guess we can even read what it says in here. I had it in here. I lost it. So Dr. John Gottman describes positive responses to bids as turning towards your partner, which means being mindful and aware and responsive to the small interactions that the two of you have. When you bid for your partner's attention, affection, or support, their response generates an outcome. So... The bid is, I mean, it's asking for, looking for some type of response or some type of, um, yeah, how do I put this? I'm like yeah, totally so let's, blank. let's do an example. Like yeah. So if you were to make a bid for me, like to me, if you were to make a bid to me, what would that look like? Man, good one. Um, it would look like, it could look like anything, but one in this moment would be, hey, can you hand me a soda from your fridge? Hmm? And then... Yeah. Enoch from that point can do one of three things. And this is what John Gottman talks about. He can turn away from that bid. He can turn against it or he can turn toward it. So for this one, turning away would just be ignoring it or just simply <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> Which seems funny, but you look at other bids and mm -hmm. like, let's say your wife or your husband reaches out his hand for you to hold your hand. Right. And, and I've done this. I've acted like my wife's hand isn't there because I don't want to hold hands. I mean, you know, I unfortunately have done that as well because my that. hands are cold. Right. <laughs> so, <I laughs> so maybe that, you know, the soda analogy, I mean, that could work. I could just be like, if I was mad at Austin, I could ignore it <laughs> and just say no. Just like keep talking about something else. Yeah. Or just like, no. Which is, I mean, it, again, it sounds silly, but in how, in what ways do we do that in our relationships? Friendships, yeah, we do it a lot. Just yeah. Turn away from their request or their bid. Turning against means like flipping it on them, turning it back on them. So the soda analogy is like, why do you want one of my sodas? Like, why would you even want that? Almost, almost kind of gaslighting. Like, Austin, but... you could go for some water, man. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, turning you don't need soda. Flipping their request on its head and like flipping it back on them to where it has some type of negative connotation towards it. Mm -hmm. And then turning toward is the door opened. Oh my goodness. And that scared me. And for some reason, <laughs> but I didn't see Zuko, but the door opened and I was like, <laughs> man, that was my heart went into fight or flight there. there for Okay, let's recollect my thoughts. Ooh. Turning toward 
would be um, Enoch going, yeah, sure, I'll get you one. Opens up the fridge and gives it to me. Yeah. And again, that's simple. But those turning towards, responding with to, to emotional bids by turning towards puts money into the emotional bank account, as mm-hmm. Dr. Dr. Gottman says. And the more that you do that, the more resilient your relationship becomes and the more likely you are to have a, like, a stronger foundation of a marriage and be able to weather storms and be less likely to get divorced. And in like less romantic relationships, less likely to get into um, like confrontations with each other, more likely to get along. A lot of other things that are kind of nuanced, but extremely important. Yeah. So when you turn towards someone, it's like we read earlier in the article, healthy couples, not healthy, happy couples, I guess you could, those two could correlate. They do correlate in fact, but happy couples turn towards their partners or they accept their partner's bids 20 times more than couples who are not happy together. And then that same statistic along those same lines, couples that were married up to six years accepted 86% more bids than compared to the 33% um, with unhappy slash unhealthy couples. And so what's really interesting here is that John Gottman could predict a couple's divorce chance, divorce rate within the first 15 to 30 minutes of being with them in his office based off of bids. And his he had a about a 94% um, success rate. What do you say? Success? I don't know if with, that's, that's with, a success, but... It is, yeah, he was sure. right 94% of the time. Yeah, he was right 94% of the time, which is pretty crazy. And so when you think about that, life and relationships in general aren't all about the big things, right? It's not about going to Disneyland all the time, although my wife would want to go every month if she could. <laughs> and it's fun. I don't no knock on Disneyland. I think it's fun. It's oh, great. Um, it's not about that, though. It's about the tiny things. It's about helping your spouse make the bed or pouring your spouse a glass of water when you get one. Those tiny things have a lot bigger impact on your relationship than anything else you can possibly do, which is pretty crazy. But the small amount of things end up to make a really big impact. Yeah, there's this, um, I think we've talked about this before in the podcast. This is a theory that I've tried to generate and hopefully no one steals this from me. Hey, I want maybe I should trademark it, but <laughs> it's this idea within statistics of a um, probability curve or a um, normal distribution, uh, probability distribution. I think that's what it's called. I took statistics, and I'm not gonna lie, I have cheated my way through that class because math does not make sense <laughs> to me. Um, but I do remember this. I'm with um, you there. Uh, that there's a probability um, distribution within statistics to show how likely um, an outcome is to be within a certain set of like a like a P test or a T test, I can't remember what they're called, but mm-hmm. um, the further you get away from center, the less likely it's going to happen. So if your situation hand lands between one and two standard deviations away from the center, the less likely it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of a bell curve, and I'm drawing this with my finger, so if you're not watching <laughs> us right now, I'm sorry. You Google should be, a bell you curve. Have been, yeah, just look at bell curve or um, normal probability curve. You'll see what I'm talking about. But the curve has a hump in the middle. And yeah. 68% of the probability lies within the center. And that the way I think about it is that 68% of what you're going to experience in life is the mundane, the small mm-hmm. things, yeah. the just everyday life, getting out of bed, putting on your shoes, making breakfast, 
saying good morning to each other, kiss goodbye, kiss hello, stuff like that. That's going to make up the vast majority of your life. And then if you go one more standard deviation away, that's like almost 90% of what you're going to experience in your life, both positive and negative. So it's going to be smaller, mundane things like your husband forgets to take out the trash. Small negative thing. Your husband comes home with this a smile on his face, small, big thing. Right. And then at the very far ends of that curve, the, the third standard deviation between, between three and four standard deviations away, it's like less than 1% of what's going to happen in your life. It's like super extreme, super extreme, so like marriage, honeymoon night, Disneyland, even like yeah. these days. And then you go on the opposite side, negative of like, um, big fights, separation. You sleep in different beds because you're fighting, um, maybe some infidelity, those things of happening are just like so small. And I think we, as humans, we, we like to focus on those two polarizations Mm -hmm. thinking that like, Mm -hmm. we're going to have one of these two things. If we're not in one of these things, then what are we, you know, forgetting about the fact the majority of life is in one to two standard deviations away from the center. The 90% of our life was just small things, you know? And so I think when people think of marriage and just relationships in general, they think of emotional bids needing to be within that 1%. These, these right. huge, yeah. dramatic, grandiose gestures, like proposing, like it needs to be on the same par as you proposing to your wife or, or your husband, if you propose to your husband, um, the same level as that. Um, but that's just, if you look at it from a statistic standpoint, that falls beyond three standard deviations away, in my opinion. So it's not going to happen very often. Those are great yeah. when they happen. So... I guess what I'm going at with this is that you need to make sure that you're looking for ways to give and receive emotional bids within the 68% of your life. That one standard deviation away, the mundane, I guess you should call it the, yeah. the in-between. I like that. Wow. Did you come up with that yourself? I did. Wow. I'm actually quite proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's cool. That's was, actually really impressive. I love that. I was standing in a standing, I was sitting at my desk taking my statistics class and I was like, how could I apply it? Cause I, I'm still so salty over the fact that I had to take statistics for this degree. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot, obviously I learned, I took something away from this that I'll be able to use, but man, I was like, how could I use this? And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I was like, looking That's at the cool. curve. Cause we were learning about probabilities and mm-hmm. like how we can use this curve to predict something. And, um, yeah, I was like, wait a second, we can predict life circumstances. And I can't remember how it came. It was like a stroke of genius. I have it written down <laughs> on like cool. a napkin yeah. in my house somewhere. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna publish it and I'm going to make millions off of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's a good example of turning towards your values, doing things that you hate. Exactly. Yeah, I had to do that with statistics. Do. Yeah. Zuko's whining. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want the little orange? Yeah, here you go. Oh, he's, he's good now. He's a happy I man. turned toward. Yeah, he turned towards Zuko's bid right there. Zuko was bidding for a toy, and yeah. I turned towards, and now he's happy. It is a squeaky. I just deposited into our emotional bank account together. <laughs> it is a squeaky toy, so you may hear some squeaks, but it's like a harder squeaky toy, so he doesn't get it as much, but that's good. He's just sniffing it right now, so we should be <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so this Valentine's Day, think about these bids, though. It's not about doing something grandiose on Valentine's Day. It's literally as something as I don't know. You probably didn't hear that Zuko growl, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's looking, looking for his, more um, bids. He's bidding more. He's bidding more. Yeah. Anyway, it's not about doing those amazing things like having rose puddle, rose puddles to the bedroom and 
Puddles? Rose petals? Rose, I mean, rose puddles? That Does sounds that like a lot of roses. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Instead of petals, it's puddles yeah, of roses. Yeah, well, puddles of roses to the bedroom or to the bath, whatever. Yeah. it's That's great. We're not saying it's not great. We are saying it's not about that, though. To make a healthy and happy relationship, it's about the tiny things. It's about kissing your wife before you leave to work. Mm-hmm. It's about holding her hand, even when you don't want to. Or like, hey, I'm even going even smaller, like smiling when she looks at you. Yeah. Or if like, and this is hard for some people, like if they reach out to your hand, reach out back to hold their hand even when you don't want to. Right. Because, and I love this list of what Dr. Gottman says about what turning towards means for the person bidding. Yeah. It says, um, when so if you were to, to bid to me or like with Zuko, when he bidded to me and I, I turned towards him, the person who's getting responded to, so yeah. the bitter, I guess, mm-hmm. they're hearing, I'm interested in you, I hear you, I understand you, or I would like to, I'm on your side, I'd like to help you, whether I can or not, I'd like to be with you, whether I can or not, and I accept you, even if I don't accept all of your behavior. And I think that's, that's so powerful, because it doesn't feel like that when we're, when we're asking for a can of soda or when we're just, when we're just smiling at our spouse or when we walk past them and we ask them to turn off the light for us, we don't, we're not physically hearing them say that, but our emotions are an important part of the way we interact with the world. And emotionally, that's the way that it's going to feel. And so you can see how, if you make that a part of your life and you hear that from your spouse subliminally, constantly that they hear you and they're interested in you through these responses to your emotional bids, you can see how it correlates so highly with positive marriage outcomes and it's positive relationship outcomes. Yeah. And it's interesting to us as humans, we may not realize those things. Like when we put out a bid to someone and they turn off the light or they get us a drink, we don't feel like butterflies in our stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. He hears me. He sees me. <laughs> but that's what our unconscious mind sees mm-hmm. and feels and that has that kind of an impact on on your mental health mm-hmm. and on your relationship. It's kind of crazy, but it does. Yeah, and I guess even with that, I just want to yeah. build off that before I forget. And before, unless you have something else you want to do. Nope. So I was just going to say, like, on top of that, like, the subconscious thing I think is super important because yeah. if we're going back to the bank account analogy, it's, you're making deposits to, into a bank account that you don't even know that's there. Mm-hmm. And it's just happening. It's taking from your checking account into your savings without you knowing. And there's this app that we're not sponsored by called Acorns, and it does that for you. Like it'll round up your purchases and it will automatically make deposits for you into a savings account without mm-hmm. you even knowing that it's happening. And then you look into your saving, your Acorns account, and you have like three, three, three thousand dollars. You're like, how did that even get there? Like, oh wait, yeah. because it was, it was rounding up my purchases and depositing it for me, all subconsciously. I have that. That's why I'm bringing it up, and I do that all Sweet. the time. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> so much money. That's awesome. And then, looking at that from an emotional perspective. These small bids, it's just like acorns, you know? It's rounding up these purchases and depositing into your account without even really knowing about it, but building a stronger connection with your friend, your spouse, your husband, your wife. And when time comes to, like, when you're really connecting, you look back and open up your bank account, essentially, and you're really connecting in a moment. You're like, wow, we really are close. How is this? Because of all those little emotional bids that you did over the years, over the weeks. I'm rambling now, but hopefully that makes sense. No, yeah, it totally makes sense. And... The thing is here with bids too, if you don't want to turn towards someone's bid, think to yourself again, we've said a million times, is this going to be helpful Mm. or is this going to be hurtful? 
if I if I turn away from my wife's bit of holding her hand, what's that telling her? Whether that be subconsciously or not. That's saying the complete opposite of that list that Austin was just reading. I'm not interested in you. I don't care about you. I'm not here for you. And I don't want to be with you. Hmm. That's what that's saying. And that's going to be a withdrawal from that emotional bank account. And so whenever someone throws a bid at you, cares bidding for you, bidding to you. I don't know what the exact phrase would be. (laughs) Someone makes a bid for you, I guess. Ask yourself, is this going to be helpful if I accept this bid? Or is it going to be hurtful? And if it's going to be hurtful, I'd strongly recommend you to accept the bid, even Mm. if you don't want to. Like, I'm not the most touchy guy in the world, and sometimes I'm just not, I don't want to hold my wife's hand. I just Mm. don't. Oh, I understand that. It's not saying that, oh, I don't want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. But that's unconsciously, that's what my wife hears when I ignore her hand outstretched towards me. And when I think about ignoring her, I feel really bad. Like, it actually hurts my heart. And I've been trying really hard, actually, to not do that as much. Like, to not ignore the hand? To not ignore it. Yeah, to hold her hand when, even if I don't feel like it. I, because I know it's going to be a lot more helpful for our relationship than it will if I ignored it. Mm -hmm. And so this Valentine's Day, pay attention to those small bids that people in your life make and turn towards them. Because it's not about the big things. It's about the teeny tiny things every day consistently. And that's going to, one day you're going to look back and say, oh my gosh, our relationship is so good. We have 10,000 bids, $10,000 in this emotional bank account. Mm -hmm. And it'll be a lot better for you, especially when you go through conflict and things like that, Mm -hmm. because you can healthily make withdrawals. I know that sounds a little weird. Oh no, but it's important. Yeah. You can healthily make withdrawals without going in debt. Once you go in debt, that's when you get to the line of divorce and going to the extreme side of that bell curve. Mm -hmm. right? That 1%. And so if you always have money in this emotional bank account, if you always have, what's like the equivalent of money emotion wise, if you always have, I don't know, I'm like (laughs) totally blanking now. My, my creativity brain is turned off today. Um, It's been a long week. Anyway, you get what we're saying. (laughs) Emotions. Yeah. Positive. Doubloons. they'd be in like inside out is there a currency in there that's kind of like that i don't think so i don't think so either we're just gonna call them doubloons (laughs) (laughs) doubloons so if you have positive doubloons in your account then you can get in little fights every now and again that's normal and that's okay Mm -hmm. it's when you start nearing that negative or even to zero when you start want to you know may want to seek help from either therapy or really start focusing on accepting bids and putting more positive doubloons into the emotional bank account. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on top of all that, I think um, it would bring, bring in like the financial, keeping that going, uh, the yeah. financial analogy yeah. going on. I think a lot of people are completely unaware of the fact that they turn away or even mm-hmm. turn against mm-hmm. some of their spouse's bids. Or again, again, it perfectly be applied to a friendship as well, but um we're talking about it in marriage because, you know, this is, we're going to be marriage and family therapists, but if we're keeping on the financial analogy here, 
a lot of people have subscriptions that they don't know about that are draining their bank account yeah. in the back end, and it's just leaking money. There's like things coming out here and there um, that you're just losing money on the back end you don't even know about, and it takes some type of like physical like awareness to go into your account and look through. Okay, how where is this going in? And we can call that mindfulness. We're gonna inject some mindfulness yeah, into this episode because we have to because that's our thing. <laughs> Um, but you need to become more mindful of your reactions to these scenarios because a lot of what you're going to do on a day-to-day basis, especially when the more you get to that middle of that bell curve, the, like the absolute mundane of the mundane of your daily life, but it's still as important as the four standard deviation away. Um, you're going to do a lot more work to realize how you're reacting in situations, Yeah, you know? And I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can do to develop that. But with this new understanding of what emotional bids are, if your partner is asking you to do something or asking you to be a part of something or simply just looking at you with a smile, try to be aware of like your autonomic, autonomic, I don't know the word for it, autonomic, we'll go with that, the automatic response that you're trying to, that you your brain tells you to do first. Yeah. Because I think that often is going to be your default mm-hmm. of how you usually react without even thinking about it. And then once you're aware of what that is, you can determine, okay, is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that a is that a turn away or a turn against or yeah. a turn toward? And as you start to cultivate a I don't know, like a, a ledger of how your reactions mm-hmm. tend to yeah. go, yeah. you can navigate better where you need to put that improvement in. Like when my wife asks to hold my hand, how do I usually respond to that automatically? Or when she ask me to do this or to ask me to do that or if she looks at me or if she does this or that and the other and like you just need to cultivate an understanding of your typical responses and be mindful of them to make appropriate changes and i think that's going to be your first step because if this is something that's totally new to you and your relationships you're going to need to be able to practice some mindfulness with it because otherwise you're going to keep doing what you're doing automatically so just give yourself some grace some self-compassion understand that it's going to take some time but it does require you to be legitimate with yourself and honest with yourself. Like, how do I usually react? And is that good or bad? Well, not good or bad, helpful or unhelpful. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one thing that each of you and each you and me can do as well. Is just, what's my auto- automatic response in these situations? Yeah. So if there's a bid coming my way, what's what's the default that I'm, I'm dealing with here? Yeah. You're going to need to go back and listen to our last episode on self-compassion because you're going to need a lot of it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah. Because uh-huh. I make a lot of mistakes and we've said several times, awareness is the first step to change, right? Recognizing what you do, what you're doing. That's not helpful. That's the first step. So if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not aware of these little withdrawals or little things that are draining your emotional bank account, get aware of them Mm -hmm. and start to see what they are. And then you can stop them. You can put some, what's that, that like tape where he's like, that's a lot of damage. Oh, um... (laughs) Flex seal? Is that something no. like that where he throws the tape he on the massive it. drain? <laughs> yeah, and it fixes the whole yeah. Billy Mays. Yeah, whatever so, that guy's name is. So throw some of that flexi tape, that flex steel tape on that drain that's taking <laughs> I'm picturing that now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I did an air gesture to you. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you may think when you look at your relationship where you notice like, oh dang, now that's a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. That's I've done a lot and First step, recognize it. Tell your spouse, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was doing this. And mm-hmm. it makes you feel alone or that I don't want you. It's not what, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, what I'm meaning mm-hmm. when I do this. 
and and then you can start to make the necessary changes from there. But I think you bring up a good point when you talked about how naturally there's going to be little things that drain our emotional yeah. bank account. There's actually. going to be subscriptions we don't know about. Right. And that's the concept of marital entropy or marital mm-hmm. atrophy, both those. Yeah. Right. Because we, yeah. we talked about that yeah, like long time ago. ago. I'd say, yeah. yeah a while ago. 15. Where it's the concept of the idea that right as you get married, right when you finish that honeymoon phase, your marriage starts to slowly take a downward spiral unless you work on it. And so that proves that you have to show, you have to pay attention to those little things that are draining your relationship Mm -hmm. and then throw some flexi tape on it and keep going because the, then eventually you're going to start going on upwards, upward spiral and it's always not going to be fast. You're still going to have these little drains every now and again, but just throw some more flexi tape on it, be aware of it Mm -hmm. and then keep going, have self-compassion, have patience with yourself and have patience with your spouse and work on it together. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and I think you just kind of building off of that analogy. Um, I think there's this old poem. Honestly, I'm gonna buff, buffer this a ton, but I'll butcher it. I mean, a lot. But um, a lot of like people think that marriages end with a bang when they really end with a whimper. Hmm. Um, because okay, yeah, sometimes there's things with marriage like it's a really dramatic event, like infidelity or abuse. And those things are real, and they're people deal with them all the time. And it's really unfortunate. But I'd say the vast majority of of divorces land within that sixty eight percent, that one yep. one to two standard deviations away from center, where it's just like a lifetime of pinpricks into yeah. the into death the, by a thousand cuts. Death by a thousand cuts, exactly. Yeah. That's one thing I was trying to think: was it a thousand or ten thousand? Um, but either I mean, way, ten thousand hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, either one, you're going to kill you. But how was? Where are those little pricks coming from? Where are those yeah. little pinpoints poking into the? the the water tank of your marriage yeah because especially towards the beginning it's easy for these things to just cultivate you don't even know that they're there and then those holes get bigger while other holes are being added Mm -hmm. and that's why mindfulness is so important and if it's really getting to the point where it feels overwhelming um i think the idea of marriage therapy should be at the top of your minds because you need Billy Mays to come in here and slap the, <laughs> the just kid. You need a plumber, right? You need someone who's really trained in, to be able to help you adopt these ideas and to be a third party. I think it's a big one for marriages that have a lot of holes in their um, their water tank. Yeah. Um, just to be like, to pinpoint out which one's like, what's normal, what's not. And like who, not to like place blame on anyone, but to get that third party opinion is really important. Yeah. I mean, even before you, you recognize the big holes, right? Yeah. Because like we go to the dentist, we go to the doctor for preventative work. Mm-hmm. So I go to the doctor, I go to the dentist, and I don't have any cavities. Well, what was the whole point of that that mm-hmm. uh, checkup? Well, they're able to clean some of that harder enamel off, you know, and or the calcium buildup yeah. and make my teeth cleaner. And it's like, for example, Annie and I, my wife and I have gone to therapy, and we both marked our relationship satisfaction about an 8 out of 10. So, like, we're... We're pretty happy with mm. each other, you know? Nothing too crazy is going on. We just have little things that, like little holes that we've noticed mm. that are kind of annoying and we didn't know what to do. And so we went to therapy. And it's been awesome so far. And so if you are thinking about going to therapy, just do it. Yeah. Totally. To be more preventative. I think that's going to be big for Austin and I in the future is oh, yeah. we're going to definitely push that. don't cool. know how we're going to do it, but we're going to push it for like to help uh, entrances even to support that like and to prophylaxis, be able to... yeah. Because in dentistry, it's right. called a prophy, a prophylaxis, mm-hmm. and prophylaxis meaning 
to prevent injury like yeah how people wear knee braces in football like mm-hmm. offensive linemen will wear knee braces a prophylactic care to prevent an acl tear right. not because they had one to prevent one in the first place yeah. and that's kind of what we're, we're wanting to get into in the future is have some type of prophylactic therapy care where you go like i know premarital premarital counseling is a big deal a lot of people do that but um any it's it's i hadn't heard about it until like maybe six months ago that it was a thing, but I had known about dental cleanings my whole life, you know? Yeah. And I think we need more awareness, but also just some more, like you said, insurance with support, support with insurance. (laughs) And just overall, there needs to be more access to stuff like that. Yeah. And just this weird stigma beyond like, you can only go to therapy when you're struggling, you know? Like if you think about that with dentistry or physicians, I can only go when I'm sick. And, If that's really your ideal, you're going to have a, have a huge bill every time you go because you could have prevented that in the first place by doing routine checkups. But yeah, it's um, a lot of things need to change there. And hopefully we can be a part of that. Yeah, it'll happen. That'll oh. be fun. But to close up again, just keep, just try and practice mindfulness around this concept of emotional bids, especially here on Valentine's Day. This can be a good starting point for you to recognize those small bids and Look at your wife and smile when she looks at you. Hold her hand. Make breakfast in the morning. Whatever it is, just small things. And then start to be mindful of how you respond to bids. So the bids go both way, Both ways. Make some bids. Turn towards bids. And statistically, you will have a much happier marriage just by doing the small things. So remember that. It's all about the small things, not the big things. Go bid it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, we'll talk to you next week. Happy Valentine's Day. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?